0: Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey weirdos, I wanna share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron, we are both from Denver. Uh, Great human, something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just gonna start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm about at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Hey all, uh, as I talked about this last Friday, uh, we are doing a LGBTQIA plus slash I rest of the content month. I want to get as many interviews out as possible because I don't know what my future is going to hold, but of course we are an inclusive podcast and I do want to be, uh, you know, just be inclusive of the flag, which I now get to support as a non-binary person, as I mentioned on my last episode on Friday. Um, Just, you know, a heads up and a reminder that, of course, we are an inclusive podcast and one that believes in human rights, equality, and all lives mattering equally. But of course, you know, making sure that equal rights um, are earned and the flag is respected, as well as uh, minorities and inclusion, everything like that. So if you like what you hear, um, please feel free to buy my merch. You can go to Please Don't Kick Me Out dot com slash shop thank you to lara at space age betty page or yay graphic design dot com she's the first episode um if you like any of the branding uh, of course that's great and i just want to share as many queer stories as possible just to, to prove that just because i might look female doesn't mean that that's how i see myself so um just wanted to say thank you for all of your support and keep listening at please don't get me out dot com Today's episode for Pride 2021 features April Brucker. April identifies as pansexuals. She is a ventriloquist. I met her through Amber LeMay Live. She's an absolute joy and absolute delight. If you're ever in Las Vegas, go to her show. She's so fun. And we do touch on some sensitive topics here. So if you are triggered by domestic violence conversations or something of the like, please don't listen. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. And thanks for listening. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? I am doing all right. I am so sorry. I, I've never actually missed an interview in my lifetime, but thank you so much for like being adaptable for my listeners. This is please don't kick me out. The podcast about imposter syndrome and the lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is April. April, would you like to give your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, etc.
1: Hi everybody. I'm April Brooker. I'm an actress, comedian, um, writer, and ventriloquist. Yes, I'm actually a ventriloquist. You can currently see me in Burlesque Pew in Las Vegas at the Alexis Park Resort every Thursday through Sunday um, from um, every Thursday through Sunday at 9:30 p.m and uh yeah and i also just wrote a book called don't read my lips and all are available at AprilBrooker.tv. so that's who i am and um i also love my dogs goldie in denver i also live with a parakeet pat um i'm growing strawberries and i love long walks on the beach
0: <laughs> um that might be the best elevator pitch i've ever heard in my lifetime april um i love that <laughs> um okay It was a long jump from strawberries to the beach to the parakeet and the dogs. What kind of dogs do you have?
1: I have two. I have um, one of my dogs um, is Goldie. She's a Wheaton Terrier and I love her so. As a matter of fact, she woke me up last night because it's windy where I am and she got really scared and she jumped up on the bed and it was like so adorable because she just slept on my bed. It's like, you can't be mad. And then the other one is a pit bull. His name is Denver and we call him my boyfriend because he doesn't like to be alone. And um, he's actually my housemate's dog. And so when they're at work or whatever, he'll like come in and he'll keep me company all day and he'll jump on the couch with me. But then the second they come home, it's like, I'm history. It's like, bye. (laughs)
0: Uh, I only have one little dog. I'm actually coming up on the anniversary of putting down my old rescue. He's now squeaking a toy. Thank you so much, Bourdain. Wow. Thank you i'm recording but thank you um he's a little cavalier king charles spaniel we just celebrated or yeah we just celebrated his first birthday and he's cute um but you know i used to have a rescue that was very big and had a huge personality and unfortunately just like the the pandemic was not nice to him and he ended up getting cancer and very sick we had to put him down um, around the same time that we like actually put his pots down for ordain so uh, it looked optics wise didn't look good but that was not the point um but i love animals and dogs and i totally get it they're, you know there's such a personality and then you have a parakeet so like how old is the parakeet
1: well the parakeet uh she's actually my housemate's parakeet but if i remember doing a zoom she used to give I me a hear her sympathy, yeah well she used to give me a sympathy chirp when i was doing comedy on zoom And i'm <laughs> like thank you pat thank you for the sympathy chirp <laughs> but she's 15 and um pat is actually a rescue as well her owner died so oh, okay. um one day my housemate comes home and she's like do you like birds i'm like they're okay i guess she's like well pat's come to live with us i'm like okay
0: i mean so i have a friend that plays bingo with me rip bingo because at the time of releasing this bingo will be no more we'll miss charlie hides very much Oh no, um, i know yeah it's like the like, this was like what that's why i'm emotional it's like one of the last week's Um, so last night was one of the last days. And, but like, uh, one of the people that plays bingo, she had a friend pass away and all of their birds, she ended up taking them in like it was in the will to take them in. So she's Mm -hmm. like got a menagerie basically these birds oh
1: that's that's awesome yeah
0: yeah so I've learned a lot through her about like kind of birds and like what they do and all of that but anyway we're on a podcast about imposter syndrome and I met you through Amber LeMay which was an utter delight and it's the only I've ever showed it was the only thing I've ever showed up to literally bombed out of my mind (laughs) but uh well I I was nervous and I was sweating bullets and my husband thankfully watched the interview and just said I did great and it was very much I cried so (laughs) But Amber LeMay Live, so Amber LeMay is a prolific drag queen out in Vermont who really cares about social justice and all there is to do with it. And Russell, the producer, reached out to me, and I'm sure you, and mm-hmm. invited us on. And it was actually very organic and a very comfy conversation. I really liked it. So um, I'm excited to have you on my podcast because there's certain things about you that I'm curious about, right? Like, so you are an actress, you are a ventriloquist, there's a lot to that. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to get your perspective on imposter syndrome, which is, of course, what my podcast is about. So we'll start with the first question, which is, do you feel like you have it all figured out?
1: Uh, no, I don't feel like I have it all figured out. And actually, here's the thing, my whole life- I felt like everybody else around me had it all figured out. Like they got the manual and I didn't, you know?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And it was like, you know, cause there were some people when I was coming up in school because I talked a little differently. Cause I, I sound like a redneck chipmunk on crystal math when I talk. Okay. No, you- I, I know how I sound. And so, you know, and I, and I was always the, you know, and, and I always had like a tough time, you know, in school and whatever, but it was like, there were some people that were just really sleek and they were really popular, you know, and they just, everything just came easy to them, even college, even this, even that. And it was like, I had to work for everything I had. And it seemed like they didn't, or, you know, or they could get the nice boyfriend with a job that didn't steal them flowers from the cemetery. Like, how did they do that? Right so no Killing i don't f- yeah you know and it was like and meanwhile they got their mr right and i know that i'm not seeking mr right i'm just desperately seeking mr okay so yeah. you know it's like i'm just like how the hell do you have it all figured out and one gift that i've learned as i've gotten older is that a lot of them don't have it figured out
0: no no one hasn't figured out that's the point is that yeah no it has it figured out no one hasn't figured out and um I, I relate to you so hard, April, because I was the weird kid. I was the one that was picked on. And boyfriends, like I had boyfriends from other schools. Like no one dated me in my high school for sure not. And I I've always been weird and like danced to the beat of my own drama. Now as as I've gotten older, I realize it's my neurodivergence, ADHD, it's a lot of things that have been undiagnosed. And I get it. But meeting my husband, I was like, how? Oh yeah how how does this man like hitch his wagon to me because i'm a weirdo (laughs)
1: why do you like me i'm so weird like that's the one right 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 why am i self
0: deprecating on myself i'm shitting on myself but i don't understand like why he likes me i have no idea
1: or one time and this is like how the rest of the world doesn't have it figured out i delivered singing telegrams for over 10 plus years in new york and I go to this house in the Hamptons and they're great, but it's a really expensive house. Okay. Right. This guy gives me a lift back to the train and he tells me, you know, blah, blah. I'm so glad you came. It's been a rough week. My third ex-wife suing me for alimony. My daughter's just gotten out of rehab. And then he gives me an a hundred dollar tip. Like,
0: you <laughs> you're know? like, you're like, thanks for this information, but I feel uncomfy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like okay, you know. Oh, okay. But I'm also doing all
2: right. Like it was Yeah, fun. you're like,
0: I didn't leave rehab, I'm just singing a telegram and you gave me a lift to the train station. Thank you. And so been, yeah. So you're in Vegas right now, um doing uh multiple different things that mostly just focusing on your triloquism, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, I'm doing multiple different things. And I'm focusing on my ventriloquism. And um, May Wilson, she might have it all. May, do you have it all figured out? May Wilson, my roommate, everybody. And she's my co star in Burlesque.
2: Q, she's pretty inspector.
0: adorable. I will say this is an, an audio medium, so you can't hear it. But May is, is she blonde?
2: Yes, I'm blonde. And don't call me a puppet. I prefer cloth American. Okay. <laughs> so, May. <laughs> do you have it all figured out well here's the thing okay i am trying to figure out how to get a sugar daddy so you want to figure out how to get a sugar daddy yes because my last one died unexpectedly at the age of 97.
0: is may secretly anna nicole smith
2: yes actually she's my hero oh okay
0: well you're gonna die too (laughs)
2: <laughs> well you know what if I die just think of how much money I'll be worth all right seriously all right yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, wear May.
0: I adore you you are so funny I love it okay. may is I'm hilarious
2: say it 97 and he's gonna have billions of dollars and he's gonna leave me everything in his will and I'll never have to work again oh and I'm gonna get dressed in pants my own reality show
0: may we gotta like get April the same kind of level of sugar daddy but like I don't know, not gross, right? We don't want, like, a gross man. We want someone that's sweet because April's adorable, right? We love her.
1: Thank you. Thank you. But, May, I kind of have a sugar daddy. He
2: bought me my Greyhound ticket to Vegas.
0: Oh, oh, watch out.
2: April, that's not a sugar daddy. That's a sweet and low down daddy.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. So let's talk about imposter syndrome, my friend. Mm -hmm. So this is something that probably plagues you if it plagues me it plagues you it's a pretty human emotion so do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you well to me
1: um I feel like I do uh I think um most people feel like they suffer from imposter syndrome because even um and we've been on tv a few times in our lives and each time it's like I'm not good enough I'm not good enough actually you're right, girl you're not good enough
2: and I'm the star that's why I suffer from
0: imposter syndrome. I have
2: May hey, on my get arm.
0: out of here. This is her interview.
2: Well, I'll be back <laughs> later. Well,
0: anyway, <laughs> Nate
1: Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, you can Thank see her at Alexis Park every Thursday through Sunday at 9 p- 30 p.m. Oh, May That's going to be but draining think, like, to like, <laughs> yeah, to put on oh a my show, God. like
0: from Thursday to Sunday. That's a lot.
1: Oh, it's great. But here's the thing going back to imposter syndrome, I feel like I do suffer from it because. I I did especially in my 20s um because it was like even when I was doing well I never did well enough that Hmm. was Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and um I remember right out of high school I got into NYU for acting
0: really oh that's amazing
1: Yeah, and I worked really hard. Um, My summers were spent in theater school or taking writing classes because I was going to try to go to school for acting or writing or both because I was actually decent at both. And so I get into NYU early. And, uh, you know, because everybody around me wanted to go to the top programs, I got in. And I was like, what? I got the big envelope, and I'm like, are you sure? Hmm yeah and you know and then of course like everybody's telling me oh you'll never do anything you'll never do anything and then i get the lead in the high school musical and like i was like are they sure they gave it to the right person like i just kept having dreams that they I were want to like,
0: slap younger you because you deserved all of it <laughs>
1: like, no you no know, no yeah like i just kept having these dreams yeah. that they were going to cross that they were going to change their mind and, mm-hmm. and like i can't tell you how many times i've been fired From Joss in my mind. Okay. (laughs) I have, like, you know, as a matter of fact, I forget the job that I was working for, I was doing, and my manager calls me and he's like, Oh, yeah, I spoke to the producer. I'm like, Oh my God, am I getting fired? He's like, Actually, no, they were just talking about the show, but you only came up for a snippet and they like what you're doing. And so finally, it just became a joke with us. And I'm like, Am I getting fired? He's like, I spoke to the producer and he goes, No, you're not getting fired, April.
0: Every day at my job, I like my, my, before I got laid off, I would be sitting in my job and my boss would come in and I would be like PTSD, like on edge, like, oh no, like, is this today the day? And when it finally happened, I was fine. But I mean, I, I, I can empathize with that so much. And like, when I tried out for acting stuff in high school or, you know, I, my thing is, my thing is I've got a very normal, safe face so I'm very good for reality tv so anything I audition for I end up getting right Mm -hmm. so like I've never had a problem with that and you know it's led me a couple of viral things it's led me to some jobs that I've done and it's been fun but even so I'm like are you sure yeah it's like are you sure you have the right person are you sure like like me 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 really <laughs> this one this one this is what I got but I've I've come over over time I've realized that like the reasons that I feel that insecure about things it's not because I want it's not because I assume I'm not good enough it's just because I'm scared of the repercussions of not doing good enough and so it's like um for me imposter syndrome like goes away when I'm doing like more authentically my own things. so like Amber LeMay like I had imposter syndrome going into that interview and it's just Amber LeMay like she's just so mm-hmm. lovely human. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it, I shouldn't have been nervous, but I was sweating bullets and so nervous about it because I think I felt like I was like, okay, well, what kind of conversation is it going to be? Like, I don't have any questions prior. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Like, even though I know my shit, right. Like I was like, oh, so nervous. And so I came into it a little bit buzz, which I never do, but I did. <laughs> um, but in the last year, if you told me like, Hey, like Bianca, you're gonna start being on these things with people. <laughs> I would be like no way. Mm-mm. There's no oh, way. Yeah, well,
1: well, it's because you are funny. Like I find the people that actually are authentically talented suffer from imposter syndrome the worst. Oh yeah. And, and the reason being is that, you know, I think that especially in show business, if you've ever taken an acting class or a writing class, they tell you, listen, the odds of you being successful are slim and none. Oh shit, that's that's oh, yeah. harrowing, you but it's true. It's true.
0: You're them. one of you're one of a billion people that want the same thing. Like what? Well, they have that joke right in LA. It's like every server is also an actor. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Or what's the or what's the old joke? Um, how many actors does it take to change a light bulb? One to actually do it, and twenty to say I could have done it better. Uh, but oh my god. Uh, Oh, yeah. And so, but when you get an acting job, you're like, oh. And so when you become successful, and I've seen, um, and this is another side of the coin of the imposter syndrome, I've, pe- I've seen people deliberately sabotage themselves. Mm, mm-hmm. And so and that's the other thing with imposter syndrome is a lot of people will deliberately sabotage themselves. And, and I've seen yeah. people do it. And yeah. it's like they've taken defeat out of the jaws of victory.
0: There's something I like about you is that you've never, I mean, maybe you- gotten better with this over time but you've never backed down you are who you are and you bring to the table what you bring to the table and you're like if you don't like it f off like (laughs) which I appreciate about you because I'm the same way where I'm like this is me I actually just posted status on Facebook that was like I don't think I can go back into an office because I literally talk like RuPaul's Drag Race like I don't think I don't think an office is for me anymore I don't think that's a thing
1: (laughs) well that's the thing is that you know it's like I think as soon as you embrace yourself Like that's the biggest, um, like that's the biggest anecdote for imposter syndrome because the other thing too, is that we have so many people telling us what we should want and who we are Mm -hmm. and what we should do with ourselves. And you know what? It's like, it is your life. Nobody else can run it for you unless you let them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I love that. I love that insight too. And I think like, you know, as you're grinding, as you are grinding away, like kind of like figuring out like what your career means to you, where you're going. I mean, like you've mentioned, like I was a singing telegram and I'm doing ventriloquism and this, that, and the other. And then like, we met on Amber LeMay, which is like so nutty to me. Like, that's how we met, but you're a really cool person. And I'm like excited about it, but I'm glad to have you on this podcast because I, I think as someone that's grinding away, your perspective makes a lot of sense to my listeners. And, you know, sometimes we don't really know where we're going and what the destination is going to be, but like the continued, the continued going towards that path, I think is very inspiring.
1: Thank you. And and the thing is, is that, and this is the other thing about the path and, and going back to imposter syndrome, I think where a lot of people get frustrated or they feel like an imposter is we have this script that we've mm-hmm. written for mm-hmm. a lot, right? mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you do this, you do that, you meet Mr. Okay. You live in a house, ha- whatever, you know? or you meet prince charming but you kiss the frog the frog becomes the prince but in reality as we all know that prince becomes a man ladies and gentlemen
0: and they're a tar rash (laughs) you know what i've been i've been apart from my husband for 230 days now excuse my language but like 230 days um and uh i will tell you what i'm terrified of him coming home and he's a month from coming back well, it's because you're, you, 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 know, you, I'm so on my own. I'm like, what if I'm weird? What if he doesn't like my vampire impression? Like, what am I doing these days this oh, yeah. dress well, to go outside? Also, Cause the pandemic.
1: Yourself. And what, and what it's, what's hard for a lot of women is we are told we need a partner. No, it's like, you need yourself. A partner is nice. If you have him or her. Or yeah. them.
0: If you ask my husband who wears the pants in the family, it's me. <laughs> And I'm not even, and I'm, and I, up until him being gone, I fully did not feel like, I always felt like I needed an adult. Like when something adult would come up, I'd be like, oh no, where's Scott? Scott, Scott, hi. Um, (laughs) And then he was, he's been gone so fucking long that I'm like, so there. Okay, here's a great example. There's a tree in my backyard in the corner of my backyard. It's not in my yard, but it's like, uh, it was, it, it's a palm tree and you know, palm trees are garbage. Like they just have like roaches inside of them and they're just oh nuts, God, yeah. right. So this palm tree, so this, this property got sold. It's a, it's a rental property and it's got sold and it's got tenants. And this palm tree was shedding like berries into my yard. Cause it was about this palm tree. I want to say is like 150 feet in the air like it's it's a lot it's it's so it's much and all the palm fronds are down and I've seen raccoons climb this motherfucker I have seen so many things happen in this tree and so I, I I'm annoyed by it because now my dog my my little puppy who's a cavalier King Charles spaniels they love to put things in their mouth especially when they with they're new and interesting so they're like oh berry I'm gonna eat it well those are toxic and can kill your dog so I got a playpen so that he couldn't in my backyard couldn't do that I own my home um so I'm, it's just ruminating and ruminating and ruminating and I'm frustrated. And I finally, I, just, I try to figure out how to get rid of it. So if you're in San Diego County, like proper in San Diego, you can use this thing called get it done and report a tree and then they fix it. But in East County, which is where I live, and it's quite unfortunately unincorporated San Diego where we're kind of on the edge, like by the college in La Mesa, kind of Rolando area. Um, I'm in Lemon Grove. That doesn't apply. So I found the city commissioner, <laughs> found him. They went through him, found like the, um, the code enforcement and I emailed them and they didn't get back to me right away. And it pissed me off. So I emailed them again. And I was like, you're not, I was like, I get that it was Easter weekend, but like, you're not going to ignore me. So this is how long it's taken. Yeah. You're not going to ignore me because like, I need to, I, I I need to be in touch with this person, but I can't find who owns this property. So that all happens, you know, suffice to say, they finally come, they check out the, there's a field behind my house. They check that out. They write them up for court enforcement. They write this trip for court enforcement. And they give me a copy of the letter with the person's name. And the guy calls me because I played the deployment card, which I, hate doing but I did I was like I'm a deployed I what spouse
1: what do, I was like yeah. I'm a
0: deployed spouse and like this tree is literally and this is this is what sparked me to call them it wasn't the berries in the yard I it what, what pissed me off was it was making this creaking sound where it was gonna fucking break in half and <laughs> in well, my that's yard. A, that's a- a yard, right? There's a hazard. So I like, they came out when it was, when it was windy and they heard it and they're like, Oh no, that's not good. So they send a letter and then they're like, here's the information of this guy. So what do I do? I Google him. I find his law practice. I find his email address. I find his phone number. And then I send him my laundry list of complaints with this tree. I'm like, you own this. And he's like, oh, wait, that this property in Lemon Grove? I own this property. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, this here's my son's information. My son manages the property. So I don't, I, if you told me a year ago, I would get on the phone and like just bitch someone out. I would not believe you because I was afraid of doing things like this. And I hopped on the horn and I called him and I said, hi, I am the person that lives catty corner to your property. You can see into my property when you're yeah. back there. Your tree is a menace and you need to do something. <laughs> And then he was like, Well, text me photos of the tree. And I text him photos of the tree. He's like, Oh, I've never seen this. So I was like, Excuse me? You bought this property and you never saw this tree literally needing help? No. Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. And then I kept per my last emailing him to the text messages. So I said, okay, any updates? 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 And finally he was like, my tree guy's coming on Thursday or Friday. And on Friday, poetic justice, I hear a chainsaw go off. This was like two weeks ago. I hear a chainsaw going off and they're pulling the palm fronds like down. This, this, this tiny little man is like basically pulling all the palm fronds down. It would have been easier for them to cut it in half, but I don't know why they didn't do that, but they, and just like, you know, throw it this way. But then they filled an entire truck with all of the palm fronds and now the tree looks worse, but you know, at least there's no berries and it's not a big deal. And there's no raccoons. It's fine. But, oh yeah,
1: yeah. It's not but, as gay because raccoons right, are rabies, right? Right. Because they job can, job. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so then all of these palm fronds are falling into my yard, and I have two strings of lights, and so I text him again, and I'm like, they have permission to come into my yard and clean up what they what. I, I was like, I get the law of physics, and it's gonna land in my yard. I was like, and I don't care, but they have permission to come into my yard and clean it he Mm -hmm. was like, oh my God, did, did they break anything? Like, is it okay? And I was like, the fact that that didn't occur to you when I sent you multiple photos of my backyard with the lights is pissing me off. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, but, but I was very, you know, I was very per my last email with him, very much a Karen and he like fell in line. I was like, no, you're not about to.
1: Well, and well, and I'm just going to stop you. You weren't a Karen. You were sticking up for yourself. Thank you. Yeah. crap when they do that because um and I had to stick up for myself several times where yeah. I had to tell, where I had to tell people hey guess what you're not going to push me around and I was a quasi Karen um because a few years ago I was in a legal battle with a landlord and
0: Ooh, I I have a friend that's a legal battle with a landlord right now
1: yeah and it sucked and I was actually on a rent strike because there were bed bugs the building had all sorts <gasps> of
0: Um, No, April, that's bad.
1: And he was demanding that I pay full rent. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No, he owes you accommodation. So he's serving me with legal papers, okay? My place of residence is not safe. And at this point, I was also kicking a partner who had um, mental health issues that would not get help to the curb. So I was on my own, okay? And this guy will not help me. You know, my landlord was serving me with legal papers, this, that, and the other was happening. And so I go to court and let me tell you about what a jerk off my landlord's lawyer
0: was. Woo, let's go.
1: He, I go to New York City housing court. And of course, you know, I'm breaking up with going through a breakup and, um, you know, it's a long, that's a different story in itself. So I'm already in a bad mood and I'm being evicted. So when it rains, it pours. And this is just like that oh and it was a rainy day and my hair was messed up it was like what wasn't happening so this guy comes over to me and he starts like talking down to me and being condescending and he's like well I need you to prove this that blah, 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 like because you know and I looked at him and I said you are suing me the burden of proof is on you don't you watch law and order
0: yeah yeah so you're like oh, I okay. know my rights like I know yeah my I rights
1: said I minute. know my rights I said, you know, and then he proceeds to put his hand on my shoulder. I said, "Get off don't my touch
0: head. me. Now. Do not touch me. Okay. I
1: said, Do not touch me. You are invading my personal space. And oh. I said, I will see you in court in two seconds. And I look forward to laying you out to dry. Ooh. Oh, he did not like me. And so then we go to court and he's like being Mr. Condescending and, and blah, blah, and this and that. And he's like, well, I want her blah, blah, kicked out this, that and the judge looks at me and she goes you know there's due process here and there are more hearings before April gets to that yeah and I was like whoa and she goes you can't speed up the legal process just because
0: you're mad at her and I was like yes yes was this in Las Vegas no this was in New York City oh New York City has like even crazier rules but ugh, god oh yeah so yeah you know- I'm Pretty goes, pissed.
1: You can't, you can't. You can't speed up the legal process because you're mad at April. And so, meanwhile, he's like, you know, he's like, he's looking humiliated. And I'm like, you paid all this money for law school. All I did was watch a few episodes of Law and Order. See you later.
0: Yeah. So my current issue right now, which I'm trying to, you know, per my last email, get answers on, is I had a horrific Lyft ride about two weeks ago. Or uh-huh. now it's about three weeks ago with, the and he picked me up in Hillcrest and it, I don't know if you're familiar with San Diego, but Hillcrest is the gayborhood and it's in a safe and inclusion space.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: That, it, that is, that is longstanding, very much well known for having a lot of queer identifying folk, right? Mm-hmm and so he picks me up and he's like I don't like picking up them and I was like excuse me what do you mean by that and he was like them they this that the other and I was like okay well I won't I don't want to have a conversation then my husband calls me in the car because ever the inconvenient he called me last night right ever this morning right? yeah ever the inconvenient you know it's it's, it's It's deployment his 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 timing is garbage and he knows this but you know (laughs) (laughs) he calls me and I had already texted my friends because I left them like they and we had gone from like a cute little kiki where it was like we were celebrating you know them getting a new house and very excited about it and we were you know drinking a a couple of mimosas and I had had I don't know like a couple of glasses of mimosa and like one shot but it was like a sugary shot but overall I was not wasted and I had my wits about me right so I'm like okay like I'm not drunk I know that so then Scott calls me. He's like, you're being kind of short with me. What's going on? I was like, Hey, can you do me a favor and call me back in about 15 minutes? Cause I was on my way home and he's like, yeah. And then, and I was like, I will message you on <clears throat> Facebook. What's actually going on. So this guy hears me say that. Cause I'm already uncomfy. My friends were like talking roll." I'm like, I'm on the eight. I can't get out on a highway. Like I'm not doing that. also you're drunk you're not picking me up like that's not gonna happen I was like I will get home and I'm a I'm a big girl I can handle myself I'm also a woman but I can handle my fucking self Mm -hmm. so um then he starts laying into me this driver about misogyny like just saying misogynistic things like a woman's place is in the kitchen you should be waiting for your husband basically
1: insinuating
0: insinuating I'm alone which makes me so uncomfortable because I would never volunteer that I'm actively alone at my house right yeah. So yeah. then I get we hits toward my house, and I I have a house on an easement, so I'm a house behind a house, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I I basically I usually tell lift drivers like you don't have to come down this way. You can just like you know flip a bitch and then like drop me, and I will walk to my house. I don't give a shit. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm a nice guy, and this is where it's telling me to go. I'm a April. I'm a nice guy.
1: I'm a oh, I'm a nice guy. guy. That's
0: always I'm a nice guy, guy. Nice and guy. I want you that that to get to your destination. Case, yeah. He has a fucking fedora on his dashboard, so fuck him. His name oh, is David. D E V I D. No right. Okay. So, and, and so I, I automatically, I might, I go into flight and fight, fight or fight. Right. So I automatically unlock my door in the back seat so that he can't let me in. Cause I'm creeped out.
1: I oh, I would be too.
0: My hair is standing up in the back of my neck and he goes, I would just not volunteer that you're alone. And like, also like you should really not be going out if your husband's gone. And I was like, And I was like, first and foremost, it's not your fucking place to tell me what to do. I was like, second of all, I said, second of all, sir, you said misogynistic, homophobic things. I'm an ally. And I was like, I'm scared Mm -hmm. for my friends to get picked up. You don't like Hillcrest. Don't pick up Ferris and Hillcrest. And then I get getting out of the car and he was like I'm gonna watch you walk to your door and I was like I don't need you to watch it's fucking four in the afternoon it's daylight I don't need you oh to- I would be I don't need I need you watch me out. walk to my door my neighbor thankfully was having a little fiesta with her with her family and I said Good. Monica Monica this man is watching me walk to my door I don't feel safe and Monica goes no 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 get the fuck up go right go so mm-hmm. he leaves, I write, him, I write him a one star and I say, he was misogynistic, homophobic. He made me uncomfortable. He's not within Lyft standards. He retaliated and said, I threatened him with a gun. No, 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 no. Here's what I said. I have cameras on my property. <laughs> I can protect myself if I need to. I don't need you to worry about me, sir. Okay. What does Lyft do? Lyft two weeks later, I'm sitting at a Target getting my pickup order and mm-hmm. I see an email from Lyft and they said, you had a gun. You are not within community standards and we're canceling your account. You're kidding for a one-star, a one-star review Oh, so under, my under my impression, under my impression up
1: for yourself. And this is how Lyft treats you.
0: There was no option for me to go further into it. Here's why I'm angry. Okay. I have been a Lyft user for seven and a half years. I have had Demi Lovato as a Lyft driver. I've been part of their focus group, their founding pack, and I've never had a negative review and I've never rated anyone below a three, right? Mm -hmm. A three Uh means I'll never see you again. A one is very concerning. And there was no option for me to go beyond that and talk to someone and say, this made me uncomfortable. And I get it. I'm a white woman that felt uncomfortable for like one time in her life in a Lyft ride, which I've, I've, I've probably felt uncomfortable. Other times, but I get that there's a lot of privilege attached to it, but I am a strong ass fucking ally. And when I take myself out of the equation and I think about my friends who are queer or biopic, and they're going to get in a lift ride with this man, they're not safe.
1: And actually, and I appreciate this because, um, I guess I, on what they call biopic or pan or whatever mm-hmm. label you want to give. And so I pass this straight. Like, I read as straight, I pass as straight. And so people feel that they can be casually
0: homophobic with me. No. And that's what I, no, if you don't like it. And
1: and here's the thing I always, when people are casually homophobic, I always think, okay, you're showing me you're an idiot. Thank you. But second, what if I look different? How would you treat me?
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like he thought that I'm a safe, comfy space because he was white, I was white. He could say what he wanted. And it's like, I would urge you to not talk at all.
1: Yeah. It's like, and here's the thing. If you're going to be hateful, shut up, you know?
0: Yeah. That so when we, when we talk about this, so when I say biopic, I mean, uh, biracial people of color. Because, oh, 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 biopic.
1: Bi- oh, I thought you meant bi- biopic.
0: BIPOC, bi- I guess it was probably what we want to say. Oh, 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 oh bi-
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Right.
0: So when okay. I say that, like, it's like, it's like, I don't know if he was like, you know, this, that, and the other, but my thing with Lyft was you didn't think to call me you didn't think to let me have an explanation. You just canceled me. And so I emailed back Lyft and I said, Ex- well, first of all, I burst into tears because I was like, I'm a rule follower. What? I've never in my life. I have, we, d- April, I'll be honest. I do have a gun on my property. Okay. Like I have a uh-huh. gun on my nightstand. I have never thought if someone broke in, I would grab a butter knife before I grabbed the gun. Okay. <laughs> like it's not happening. I would, I would, I would mace them before anything would happen. Um, so, and I'm also a true crime Stan. So all of my shit's locked down my windows. I have a saying it's fresh airs for dead people. I would never, ever, everything's locked at all points. I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm unafraid. I've also been alone long enough that I can handle myself.
1: Yeah, and you, so and you know with this, right. Yeah. So with this,
0: with this, and they reinstated my account. And I said, I'm really upset. And they're like, well, we just, ha- we didn't, you know, there's two sides to every story, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I said, I want no repercussion for the driver because he knows where I live and I'm alone. Let me remind you I'm alone. I was like, but I'm more upset that you didn't contact me about this. Instead you straight up deleted it. So I said to them, I said, what if I didn't have transportation, was in the middle of getting groceries and was using your service to go and do something essential. And you deleted my account. Like, what would that be like? you know what i mean i was like i was or, like you... or i'm
1: going to give you one better what if you were somebody fleeing from an abuser and that yeah. lift ride would mean guess what i get away from somebody that's abusive exactly
0: exactly yeah Yeah. so, so
1: what they so that's what like... i
0: they they ripped they ripped away any semblance and i'm telling you i am brand loyal with them i have a notebook that says lift all this and i won't be quiet so in my facebook or my, at the time of recording this my instagram story of course, my husband woke me up, we talked, and then I was just like up and thinking, and I just started fucking blasting Lyft.
1: Oh, I would blast them too, because again, you know, and, and by the way, um, love to my, be you know, because I'm an ally, Black yeah. Lives Matter. Yeah, you know? absolutely, like, and
0: Shelvin deserved yeah, what he got.
1: This, and this is what I want to say about that, is that if he's homophobic, he's racist, and we need exactly. to call the people out. Yeah, and this is- Because we saw what happened when we didn't in Minneapolis.
0: Yeah. And this is what I'm saying and this is what I said to them too. I was like, and so I thought on it. I slept on it. My, my friend Rick is a beautiful, gorgeous brown man, a Latino man who works for the center. And he said, Bianca, he was like, this is the first time you've had an injustice, but you have a privilege. Do you understand? This is your privilege as a white woman. This is your privilege and you have to stand up and you have to fucking have to be the voice for others. And I was like, okay, got it done done. Like, and so I took myself out of the equation, stopped being angry for myself and thought about my friends. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is Mm -hmm. a true ally right there. And I called Lyft and I said, I want no repercussions for this person. No repercussions with this person. I said, I want nothing to do with them. I don't give a fuck. If you delete him, cancel him, take his car away. He knows where I live. I'm unsafe. Now I want a safer environment for me to do a negative feedback loop. Okay. Okay. That's all I want as a Lyft rider and consumer. You gave me no options other than I'm being raped or he's a drunk driver. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And not okay. Not okay. And they made it unsafe for everyone by doing that. And honestly, you know, that's very disappointing. And I say, this is an, advocate because uh, one of the big things, one of the big groups that I advocate for are
0: domestic violence survivors. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had abusive relationships. Probably, and so I, I can relate to and that. So this so hard. is
1: somebody that's probably an abuser. And here's the thing. And I say, this is somebody who's a, white, who's a white woman that reads us straight is, you know, people like myself were uh, basically very represented. In that world, okay, like look at Lifetime, right? Huh. But anyway, uh, long story short, it's like you know, um, BIPOC or bio, uh, you know. And I showed that I was an old person earlier, guys, by not knowing what that meant.
0: Oh, what well, you're but- 21 years old? What are you talking about?
1: Oh, thank you. God bless you. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is that, you know, it's, they're more likely to be victims of abuse and they're not coming forward. So how many times is this? That's what I'm to saying this? too. The Somebody one time us.
0: I say I'm unsafe, you chose his fucking side. Okay. Mm-mm. Like that's mm-hmm. not cool. That's not comfy. I don't like that. And so that's why I'm standing up and I won't be quiet. And I just blast him and I expect,
1: terrible. This I expect, terrible.
0: expect them to contact me. How dare you say I had a gun? Like, oh, I don't like my negative review. Mm, a gun, and this is what I'm telling them. I and this is what I told this poor little Indian customer service man when I was like, calling, I was sobbing. One, I was about to get my period, so like I was very emotional. Two, it was a gray day. It was also my dog's birthday. Just so we threw him a part- birthday party, and so I'm like in a mood where I'm like, like I have to do something about this. I have to do something about this. All of my friends that are homosexual that live in Hillcrest and or use Lyft now are using Uber. They're not using Lyft anymore. And I said, I have power behind my words. Do you understand this? Wow. But
1: I would have, but I would have been, yeah, that's wow. So how long ago was this?
0: Two weeks ago. And they canceled my account on Wednesday. They reinstated it. Oh no, sorry. Tuesday, they reinstated it. And um, so it happened on so two weeks ago. So it was it was two Saturdays ago because the following Saturday I went to a birthday party where I was the only straight female and everyone else was gay and we were all vaccinated and it was like the best birthday I've been to in forever because I haven't been to a birthday in over a year. Right, like we're going back to somewhat of a normalcy, but not really. And so I had used Lyft then twice. Right, so I used Lyft to pick my friend Jason up and then I used Lyft to then go home and I had a guy in a Tesla and he kept being like, Do you want to see what happens when it goes zero to sixty? I was like, I've been in a Tesla. Like it's not no, like I, I don't need to. He's like, you sure? Boop. And I was like, couldn't we not? And I even gave him a five. Okay. Right? Like he was kind of a douche, but I gave him a five. And okay, I told him yeah, about it. He's
1: working it. hard. He's working hard. He's got
0: his Tesla. He's got to go charge it. I mean like whatever. Like it's <laughs> fine. And he and he he was a he was a who then I forgot to download I'm literally watching a spider crawl down my wall. Oh my God. This this is how I die this is how I die it's 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 climbing over my Danny frenzy photo. oh my god okay well you know what you are going to be eating you know you you chill there bitch you you chill there no don't don't crawl any further I would prefer if you could just eat the bugs and I don't know you're here I'm going to name you Bobby Hill thank you Bobby
1: Hill Bobby
0: Hill oh I have a saying that I have a Peggy Hill slash Bobby Hill ass body and I'm fucking proud of it excuse my language um, but anyway, so, so to, to, go back to that, so yeah, so I use Lyft and then I forgot, like, I didn't have time to download. Cause it was my, my best, one of my besties. It was his birthday on this previous Saturday and he's a Taurus. And he was like, I really super want to do a 90s birthday. We're going to do like a virtual bingo. I was like, perfect. That sounds so fun. Cause he lives in Calgary. So like, obviously I can't celebrate with him. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to get in full drag. I'm like, I'm here for this. That's so fun. You have to be powerline. I was like, Okay. Powerline it is. So I made this costume from scratch and I decided to be Powerline from the Goofy movie, which is the singer in a Goofy movie, which apparently isn't well known, but it created a sexual awakening in me, so I I did it. And <laughs> it, go- it created a, a Goofy movie. It. I I, and it. it created a sexual awakening for him, so I was Powerline and then I had my Zoom name set to Powerline. So I didn't suffice to say, didn't have time to download Uber because I don't use Uber, didn't have time to download Uber. So I ended up scheduling my ride with Lyft and they had this amazing driver named Carol and her granddaughter has spina bifida and cerebral palsy. And we chatted, like we had been friends for years and I gave this girl $20. She was lovely. And she, and she said, I am part of a Lyft community on a sub, a sub Lyft community on Facebook. I'm going to share your story. She's like, because you deserve wow. an answer. She was like, ne- she's like, I'm looking at you right now. How in the fuck would you pull a gun out? Yeah, you met me. How what, on what planet? I a, a gun full of rainbows, maybe glitter. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it would be like a gun full of rainbows and candy.
0: I also have found that I'm neurodivergent, so I'm very rejection sensitive, and so I haven't gotten closure, and that's why it upsets me. Um, and so, because I can use my voice for good, that's what I'm mad about, and I expect them to contact me. So I'll let you know because I I've decided you as a friend on Facebook. But I'll let you know.
1: Yeah, please let me know. And if I could give you a little insight, you know,
0: mm-hmm. tying
1: back to imposter syndrome, is that you know, women we're taught not to stand up for ourselves. Exactly.
0: Like when,
1: I, when I went on the rent strike, people were saying, "Well, you should pay your rent. That's your responsibility." I'm like, no, no it's an uninhabitable. Live.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, like, he sprayed my apartment. I couldn't stay there. So I should have to pay him for the three days that I had to sleep somewhere else?
0: No. no. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, and so, but the point is, is that you, you stood up for yourself. And so, but they make women feel like imposters and they call a strong woman a bitch, okay? Bitch. How many times, oh, she's such a bitch. Like, to give you an idea, a few years ago, I kicked a guy to the curb, okay? Because um, I he i was engaged he made me choose between him and my
0: puppets he was really abusive i chose like choosing between you and your puppets um that's your like like livelihood and your money
1: yeah and so i chose my puppets i kicked him to the curb and so anyway the daily mail did a story on me and and guys it went viral i was going viral long before covid made it cool from england to iceland to italy then russia to china to india then gone into Nigeria to Kenya, then from Brazil to Colombia to Guatemala. That's right, everybody. I'm a celebrity in Guatemala. The headline read as follows. I kid you not. Ventriloquist who splashes out 20 grand a year in her puppets that even have their own bedroom dumps her fiance after he says it's them or me. Folks, what can I say? I thought I found my Mr. Right. Boy, was I wrong. That's why I'm just so desperately seeking Mr. Okay.
0: But people are like- Let's find crazy. you a person. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's like, She's like, you you know, but people are like, oh, my God, you're so crazy. You kicked him to the curb for your puppets. No, I got rid of somebody that didn't work for me, and I chose myself and my art. So, yeah, you know, but you stuck up for yourself. Good for you. And what I would do if I were you is I would put that Lyft driver's picture and name everywhere because he's an abuser and he needs to be called out
0: um yeah absolutely but this is what I said I want nothing to, at this point it's for my safety right I want nothing to do with this piece of shit like I just want to well you heard. can leak
1: it anonymously like there are true messages
0: true well women. I already did I already put him on blast and I said like uh, t- three days ago I was angry because I like to you know I like a little beverage you over the weekend and I got drunk last night and I got upset for multiple reasons <laughs> And one of the reasons was this, but two days ago I was talking to a friend and they're like, you need to fucking put this man on blast. Like, cause he's an unsafe and you are part of the community. So I said, you do not, if you, if you get a ride accepted in Hillcrest and you are queer or, um, you know, biracial person of color, you need to cancel D E V I D Divid."
1: Or put, or even better, what you do is you put his picture up. Uh, what are the bars you frequent in Hillcrest? Are there any bars or establishments? All of
0: them. I wonder why people don't hit on me, April, and it's because I am—I I dress like a dad traveling through the '90s. You know, I dress like a dad at Disney, Disney, Disney World in the '90s with like, you know, the. the the, listen, up, the pants if you, if you up went, The pants up. and then and then I only hang out with gay men why why am I alone uh well my husband's deployed but I dress like well, a listen, silly if butt if it
1: doesn't work out with your husband and you keep like you could you could, meet could your we could, could we go there? into
0: you a, could a collective you and I could go into a collaboration could we also you could have your puppets but I would have a dog farm and we'd have horses Oh, that would be awesome. And we but, have, and we're just asexual and we're just living our lives like Portlandia. And
1: actually, yeah, you know, because <laughs> maybe they're, yeah. Cause it's like, but the the thing is, is that like go to all the bars and put his picture up, like the good old fashioned poster campaign. And oh yeah. Way-
0: well, I'm not that petty, but I am petty, but I'm not that petty. I'm petty in well, different it's ways.
1: Not, it's not being petty. You're keeping your community safe.
0: Right. Right. So let's you know, we derailed. I love it. I could talk to you for hours, but we derailed and let's talk about success. Okay. So let's go back to the imposter syndrome and feeling of success and other than, and all that and advocating for yourself. I love this conversation. Cause I'm very much like about to put like my pussy hat on and go like March for quality. Um, but what does success look like to you? And do you feel successful?
1: What does success look like to me? Well, as I said earlier, you know, success is accepting the journey because I have my script and life always gives us rewrites, as we know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you know the story, with the, like the story with the Lyft driver. I hope you are writing it because that could be a book. Okay. But that's a rewrite that life gave you. It's an episode. Life gives us episodes, and so success is learning how to make those episodes work for us. Like for instance, um, I was going through a crazy period, and I made a video of myself towel juggling. Mm -hmm. Because I was always dropping my towel at the wrong time. I know you've done that, okay? Where you drop your towel and you're like, oh, you know. And so I put a video of myself towel juggling online, Mm -hmm. and I submitted it to America's Funniest Home Videos. And Uh I'm like, okay, whatever. So I forget about it. Everything's going terribly, but I get this call from California. You know? Okay. Okay. Anthony comes through. And I ignore it because I'm in a bad mood and I don't want to talk to anybody, okay? So finally I call, I pick up the phone. They're like, oh, hi, we're from a show called Videos After Dark. It's with Bob Saget. It's like a <gasps> video. I would tell But only, you. For, but only for adult videos. Yeah. Which we're interested in possibly having your video featured. Can you like fill out the thingamajig? And I'm like, sure. So like fill out the thingamajig. And I send it in, and all of a sudden, I'm on the show. I'm all over the promo. And, guys, I even, I was like, because I was shocked at what the feedback I got was. and People were like, April, this is good. So, what I did was I am now selling a how-to tea juggle kit, guys. Because not only am I doing it in Burlesque Q in Las Vegas, don't tell me, but you can learn how to tea juggle online for $29.99. I repeat, $29.99 plus. <laughs> the point is is that I never thought I'd juggle I know like if you've seen me juggle I'm terrible at juggling okay I'm terrible at everything well I can't throw a ball you know and here's the thing this is why I say that I'm only pansexual and I'm not lesbian is if I were lesbian I could hit a ball I could dribble like I could shoot a basket you know I could kill a spider I don't do any of those things but I can analyze the hell out of a poem okay so did you end up going on the show oh i did and Hell guess yeah. what girl bob Saget was on the show he uh-huh. hosted but guess what aunt becky did not pay for my college
0: damn it you know what i'm pissed at becky for not paying for my college too didn't she like go to jail for a couple of days okay actually this gives me a different tangent and i'm very and i will say my listeners know this i have adhd and i'm just gonna go on this squirrel tangent but i posted a tiktok because i have this unpopular opinion that i cannot stand <laughs> dave cuyer
1: And full
0: house house is disgusting. Like that's the most disgusting character. We're letting this like pedophilic man, pedophilic man, like be an uncle. he's like, and I can't stand him.
1: Thought about that. He lives in the basement for free.
0: So I used to have a, I was in a web design class in high school and they said, you can make a website about anything you want. So I made a website about how much I hate Dave (laughs) QA. I sh- and it's funny part is my friend's a comedian my friend Mike Valdez is a comedian and lovely human and he's like he's actually a really nice guy and I'm like I don't give a fuck. So I made a TikTok that was like which of the uncles would I f- which of the which of the dudes on Full House would I fuck, right? Bob Saget 100%. Anyone else? No. I said maybe Uncle Jesse in Elvis drag.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he and I tape said
0: tape. I would, I would sleep with DJ's boyfriend as a revenge fuck, but no other reason.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Steve. And then Dave
0: of- Coulier, I was like, Oh no, <laughs> Dave Uncle Joey, absolutely not. And I actually have never had this opinion on Earth until I had my friend Mike on the show, and I personally like, I don't know, Bob Saget cracks me up because like he's an enigma. Like he became famous like and he was dirty the whole time and like he's the biggest imposter if you want to talk imposter syndrome and the media is just like let it go because he's like a straight white man they're like whatever like <laughs> I have so much mad love for for him and he's also married to someone he slid into her dms and was like you're gorgeous and she was like Bob it just messaged me like what do I do and they're married
1: you know what yeah, like, yeah I
0: want like I want that for you I want I not Dave Cuey no anyone but Dave QA. Well, well
1: May May has an opinion about um you know the woodchuck puppet he has <laughs> wood truck, about the woodchuck puppet okay oh God, hey.
2: I hate that puppet so much that puppet is so creepy okay thank you like, May it's God, so like, creepy I got this woodchuck puppet and this woodchuck puppet is always like talking to everybody and giving them messages he's like that neighbor that you don't invite to things. And he comes over and you're like, hi, I'm dead. May that is so mean. You know? Honestly. Like, you want to know what was making your concrete so, like, terrible? It wasn't a Raccoon. It was that woodchuck poppet because he's out of work. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, but what do you really, tell us how you really feel about the woodchuck poppet. Oh, and another thing. He thinks that he's hot chick just because he was on Full House a few times. Okay. It's like, hi, I was on the Sweet Kong in the 90s and everybody forgot about me. I'm a woodchuck puppet on the arm with some guy that dated Alanis Morissette when she was underage. And you're like, bro. dad I have so many
0: opinions.
2: <laughs> you know what? Like the woodchuck puppet, he's like this. And I'm like, here, buddy, here's $20. Go away. And he's like, why should I go away? And I looked at him straight in the eye and I said, you ought to know. See ya. <laughs> yes, May, yes, queen. <laughs> that's so funny. Like that
1: puppet. No, but
0: honestly, okay. That's my other thing. So like I was riding a Peloton ride and it was, you ought to know, came on the ride. And I'm like, this instructor is clearly going to say something. They're going to say something about Dave Couillé. And I was waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. It never happened. And I was like, damn it, <laughs> say something. <laughs> but, um, let's talk about what's currently making you happy in the world.
1: Well, actually, you know, aside from my puppets, and aside from the fact that we finally have a president that's um,
0: yeah, and you know, have a puppet that's Joe Biden.
1: Yeah do do you want do you want to say hi to the president? I don't. <laughs> okay, well, you don't have he,
0: to, say he hi can, to. He he can he can go do his presidential things.
1: Well, actually, that's probably better that he's doing his presidential things because yeah. what it's like you know we need a president that's finally in the White House, right? Yeah. Right, Joe. Yes, uh, yes. This is Joe Biden time here, and I
0: approve the <laughs> coverage.
1: Thank you, Joe. Um, would you like to say anything to Bianca?
0: Yes. I voted uh, for you, Joe. I voted for you. Thank you, thank you. When I was
1: a boy in Skirton, my father always said, son, here's the deal. You always <laughs> listen to a podcast from somebody that told a Lyft driver where to go, because if you're riding Lyft, you're not going anywhere. I'm Joe Biden, I'm going to- through this message.
0: I love it. I also laugh like I am in a bingo hall and I'm in my fifties. <laughs> I and can't help last it.
1: About bingo Joe, here's the deal. When <laughs> I was a boy in Skirt and my father said, Joey, if you want to win the election for third class cl- for third grade class president, you gotta go to bingo. Come on man.
0: Yes. Yes. I love it. Okay. Um that viewers knows how to
1: win that man knows how to win an election, but yeah, I mean, I'm, but that's, what's making me happy. We have a new president. Another thing that's making me happy is, um, I'm becoming, uh, you know, I'm becoming connected to myself in a new way, yes. because one of the things that made me feel like an imposter for years, and I can talk about it here yeah. is, um, I'm somebody that passes is straight Mm-hmm. But
0: I guess I'm pansexual, which that's a whole Definitely, new definitely. Like, are you also a little bit sapiosexual, meaning you're into intelligence?
1: Yes, sapiosexual. I'm a little aromantic. I'm all over the map. Like, I'm the little letters. I'm a gay opposite.
0: man in a woman's body. That's how I identify. And, that's my, and, that's my trait.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm a little of that too. And so for years, it kind of just took me, like, I had to, like, come to peace with that. Because, like, okay, I am, you know, totally gay. But I'm not, but I'm not gay enough to kill that spider. Okay, like as
0: far as a woman. Oh, goes, I let that spider chill. Bobby Hill's just hanging out. I yeah. See, I would,
1: I would have let Bobby Hill chill. I would have let a Butch woman do that. Okay, it's like I'm totally gay when it comes to that. I'm here. I'm clear. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'll ride with ACT UP, but you put me in Home Depot, I am lost.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, and because I I, I know
1: my place, but then I walk in and it's like I'm doing makeup, but then a gay man will grab me and he will make me look so much better so I I I know to stay in my lane yeah yeah and so and so but I've kind of learned how to accept that part of myself where it's like hey I might end up here I might end up there whatever but I'm just looking for Mr. Okay even Mrs. Okay I just want a lover that won't drive me crazy you know and that's another thing that I've learned to accept about myself and so that's a whole thing is I'm happy that I'm finally accepting myself and finally I'm happy that I'm learning how to put up boundaries with people. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Therapy has been so beneficial for me because I have as an empath, as someone who's empathic from childhood trauma and all the things and being weird kid and not fitting in boundaries are so important. Yeah. And if, if someone doesn't like your boundaries, then that was why you needed the boundary. And actually when
1: I was younger, and I will say this, I don't think I had quote unquote an anger management problem, but I would rarely get angry. But when I did watch out, you know, you think, yeah, it's like, you think, a, you think a drag queen is crazy when she gets angry. Well, you've never met April. Okay. Like <laughs> I was like pork chop. Okay. Remember pork chop from RuPaul's Drag Race.
0: Oh, I love pork chop and meatball and meatball yes, pork was, chop are two of like, my favorites. I, I,
1: I was like poor chopped meatball, you know, when I got angry, but only I'd be like rolling even more. And, um, and I had this reoccurring dream that they cast me as Joan Crawford in the remake of Mommy Dearest. Yeah. Oh. And I don't even know why I'm cast, but they tell me it's my comedic ability. But I think it's also like the fact that I have this angry side to me and my eyebrows furl when I think real hard. Yeah. But, but where I'm going with all this is that, you know, I would get super duper angry with people because I didn't put up the boundary to begin with. And now I find myself less angry because I'm telling them, hey, this is
0: not cool right away, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like I think that's something that like it's hard as women to advocate for ourselves because like we're like we're, you know, we're nice and we're supposed to be looked at and like blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like. Uh, no, like we absolutely need to be able to stand up for ourselves, put up those boundaries when we need them. And like, I appreciate that, that you, um, you are able to do that now. And I think like, that's amazing, you know? And, um, I think it's good that you're coming into yourself. I mean, I, this last year has been a crazy for me. It's like, I now wake up every day and I'm myself and I just don't apologize for it anymore because I realize that I attract more when I'm myself than I don't like what I'm not. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, so. like
1: when you're honest about who you are and and it's like, cause I was doing something with mostly straight dudes about two years ago. yeah, And I was only really starting to quote unquote label myself because most of the time, like people were like, well, how do you label yourself? And I'd say, oh, I'm just April. You know, I'm a swashbuckler, I'm April, whatever. And so we were doing a show and it was gay pride week and a lot of these straight dudes didn't know about gay culture. So I just oh, no. gave them a lesson. And they, they, they were nice guys, but they're just, you know, they're bros, right? So I gave them a little lesson on gay culture. And guess what? I kind of sort of came out and they were cool with it. Like they're like, oh my God, April. And so I, I became like their go-to guide on gay culture. you know?
0: Yeah, if you don't know that gay rights started on a trans black woman's shoulders, like she's Marcia the reason, Marsha P. If you don't know that, then you need to do some research. Yep. you need to educate yourself. Come back in a, yep. come back in five years. <laughs>
1: Marjorie Johnson. And if you also don't know, her murder is still unsolved. Okay. Like <gasps> matter. Yes.
0: I didn't know she was oh my God. I'm gonna sound like horribly stupid. I didn't know she was murdered. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now well, I'm like no, gonna go hard. down a rabbit hole.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and so, and I just want to say that Black Lives Matter and Trans Lives Matter and Black Trans Lives Matter. That's just thank you, thank day. you. And
0: I am a podcast that is inclusive, and uh, I have taken the last year after getting laid off and like becoming a content creator. I've taken the last year to educate myself on every single issue to speak well of it and so um I have a lot of black trans friends and I have a lot of trans friends or you know biracial trans friends and trans friends in general in fact one of my friends right now is under the knife and she's getting her top surgery and she's not sure what she wants to do after she gets her top surgery but I know she's going to feel more like herself and I said why don't we just sit with how DJ feels why don't we just sit with DJ and figure out if you need to transition or if you want to transition and I'm here for you either way I have become a safe space for people to come to me for instance one of my my my, um, people, Carolina, I shared her story last year around this time last year, and she felt safe to come to me and say, Hey, my relationship is ending. I'm moving out on my own. Am I doing the right thing? You're safe. You get it. So lift in conclusion, lift, how dare you (laughs) Well, actually. And here's
1: the thing about authenticity, because I've learned a lot about authenticity from the trans community. Is when I was a noobling and I was in New York city, you want to talk about authenticity and how these people are authentic and they're not imposters. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anything about the trans community because um, I went to NYU. And so, and when I was in college, everybody was coming out as gay, right? That was yep. like, yep. you're gay, you're gay. And I'm like, I'm quasi gay. Oh, oh, you know, whatever. So anyway, long story short, Trans, I'm not even going to say that it wasn't a thing yet, but it wasn't on the, you know, forefront like it is now. And I thought, oh, like, I, you know, because I saw drag queens, I was like, oh, you know, whatever, right? Not same thing, but, you know, like, I just didn't know any trans people. So I go to this bar, and I'd never met a trans dude before, and I yeah. was stepping in for this host. And it's a long story. They canceled, whatever. And I think it's a room full of butch lesbians, all right? This is how, like, sheltered I was and I forget what I said and you can help me tell the story May but May Wilson the first May Wilson was actually a uh, Charlie McCarthy puppet that we put a wig on because my sister wasn't using it and I made a joke about getting a sex change which apparently is a very outdated term guys don't use it yeah so all of a sudden, the whole room turns on me. I was like, oh my God. And so there was an intermission. I had to do a second set. And so this guy comes up and he's very handsome and he introduces himself as Tom. And he says, just so you know, most of the room is trans. I'm like, what? Oh. Like, yeah. He said, um, it's F to M, female. Yeah. Fe- you know, and he goes, they should have probably told you that. I said, I had no clue. I'm sorry, blah, blah. So. But you like,
0: were receptive and you didn't. You didn't yeah. Say so what
1: happened
2: was, um, what happened was we got up, I said, guys, I'm sorry. I had no clue. And I said, guess what? A girl's the dummy here. That's what happened. She just put words in my mouth and we got a round of applause. And so we started again with them and we had
1: a great night. And as a bonus, the guy that was producing the event, he gave me like $20 extra.
0: Oh, wow. So that's good. And
1: I got my first lesson in pronouns. So it was a win-win all the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to like have that because I think like I checked myself pretty quickly once I didn't really know what I didn't know. Like, I think that was really what kind of the education purpose is really what has kind of led me. Um to educate myself but beyond that like when the blm and the george floyd murder happened and uh, at the time of recording this we're one week out of a guilty verdict which is amazing and so oh thank
1: thank goodness like and actually here's the thing this is the first time we've had we've been catching racism on camera this has always been a thing and stuff like like a murder that's very similar to george floyd happened in my hometown when i was a kid uh johnny guys google him And this is, and that cop was absolutely guilty, but he got away with it. And they always get away with it. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing is juries are reticent to convict cops. That's the unfortunate thing. And this was, but this is, you know, and it's good that he's not getting away with it because the world needs to be, you know, safer for trans folk and stuff. Because I remember after that, I was like, you know, I was actually, because after that night, I was like, wow, you know, like because I, I checked myself, I was, you know, receptive to that. But the thing is, is that we all have to learn. And that's the thing is that this guilty verdict, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Like the conversation is only the beginning, we have to do the real hard work.
0: Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. And I think like, as, as, you know, people of privilege, the more that we can do that for ourselves and the more that we can do that for, and use our voice for good, for instance, Ling, Lyft and whatever, the better we are going to be as allies for people and the more we'll stand up for people. And so I think like, that's a good kind of place to wind down. So uh, would you, do you have any, I always love to give the floor to my guests to promote anything they like, they would like to promote. So do you have something you would like to promote?
1: Yes, guys. Uh, come see May Wilson and I in Burlesque Q every Thursday through Sunday at Alexis Park Resort in Las Vegas, 9 30 PM. And check out my book. Don't read my lips. It's a how to on ventriloquism on Amazon. And, uh, check out my tea juggle kit guys online T juggling <laughs>
2: woo,
0: woo.
1: <laughs> yeah check me out um aprilbroker.tv and i'm not sure when this is going to air but may 4th i'm on mtv's what's my secret and you can find out my secret
0: what? okay i have to watch you have to send me the link because now we're friends so we're now yes. best friends we're besties um but send me all that information and then of course to my listeners this will all be in the description of the podcast as per usual go follow april she's a who lots of fun and a really great person a really good ally for the community and i'm so grateful that Amber LeMay brought us together so that I can continue to be your friend because I am a person that never fit in just like you and I love hearing these stories because they inspire me and we're gonna find you a man or woman we're gonna find you a someone I'm yes, determined
1: someone yes it's like I it's the hearts not the parts guys and
0: exactly
1: and, yeah and, and a job would be great too <laughs>
0: Well, April, thank you so much. And to my listeners, of course, all of this information will be in the description so you can connect with April as per usual. And to my listeners, of course, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please rate me a five-star on Apple Podcasts. That's super helpful, guys. I really appreciate it. And again, thank you so much, April, for taking the time to be on my podcast, even rolling with my lateness. Appreciate it. You are so much of a blessing and I'm so grateful that we connected. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. My goodness! I am so excited to announce that of merch, it is my '90s fantasy, and I just have to say thank you to my friend, dear dear friend Lara, who is the second guest ever of my podcast. We just celebrated one year of the podcast. We now have a lovely website. She helped me help computer, uh, and uh, so if you want to live your '90s fantasy, we've got mugs, we've got blankets, we've got fanny packs. We're working on a denim jacket. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. So go to please do shop and buy some merch y'all. of pep.com. And you can enter P D K M O at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been, please don't kick me out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like comment, share, tell a friend, you know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories and going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.